0: This is the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you the information you need to increase your direct bookings. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the short-term rental industry. I'm here to help so you too can have direct booking success. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Direct Booking Success Podcast. I am so glad that you are listening. The episode you're about to hear is a chat that I had with Heather Bayer about six weeks or so ago. Heather was meant to be a speaker at the upcoming Direct Booking Success Summit, but unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, she's had to pull out. However, I still want to bring you the episode as I think you'll get a lot out of listening to our conversation. So here it is Heather, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Jen, for, for having me on and also for inviting me back to the Direct Working Summit for two, for the second
0: year. Yes. No, I, well, I'm just thrilled that you said yes. Let's start. There, uh, Most people will know who you are, but let's say that there's been somebody living in a cave for the last few years. And could you introduce yourself, please? Okay. I'm, I'm Heather bear I've been immersed in the
1: short-term rental industry for over 25 years now, and I've it, it started with me buying properties in Canada. I'm I'm English, obviously, it's can tell by my accent, but moved to Canada in 2003. And that was after buying five properties at a time, Jen, when the exchange rate was crazy. We were getting $2.45 to the pound. Oh my goodness. Back in 1998, 1999, when we first started buying properties. So it was, it was crazy inexpensive to buy waterfront in Ontario. Right. So we just gobbled a few up at that time and rented them out. And then, I mean, this is a, this is a, a sort of a short, long story or a long, short story. But I started a, a company in, in England at that time called Clearwater Holidays. And we were marketing Ontario cottages to the British market. Brilliant. Brilliant. And and what we were finding was that we were getting phone calls from people in Toronto saying, (laughs) you're renting out cottages two hours north of me and I'd like to book them through you, (laughs) which seemed a bit strange. And so so we started to build a little company and I was sourcing my properties through a listing site, you know, one of those old-fashioned listing sites Mm. called Cottage Link, And we, I think we took on about... Thirty properties to start with, and we're marketing them under the Clearwater Holidays brand. And so we were we were bundling the flights and the car rental, and it was like I'm I'm a serial entrepreneur, so love to start companies. So I'd gone from being a a hypnotherapist and a psychotherapist, right? A management training consultant, right? Oh, now I'm going to do I'm going to market holidays in Ontario in, in. in, in cottages, <laughs> so I had a new company, and I'll, if you like, I'll tell you the origin story in a minute. How how this all started. Yeah, but we in, in 2003, I'd, I'd had enough of travelling backwards and forwards to Ontario every six weeks or so to bring on board new properties and to look at new properties and to bring them onto the company. And I'd met the owner of Cottage Link, which, as I said, was a listing site, just a listing site. And he'd had owners come to him and say, you know, I'd like to list with you, but I don't want to do this myself. Could you manage them for me? And he was passing them off to other local management companies. So when we met up at the Cottage Live show in Toronto in 2002 and had this, this, we were going to have a a 30-minute meeting, ended up as three hours. Right. At the (laughs) end of it, we'd started a new company a Canadian company called Cottage Link Rental Management, and I became CEO and decided, well, it's time to
0: emigrate. Right. So you went over to Canada and to Ontario in 2003. Yeah. So we basically were ships passing in the night. Because <laughs> the second half, September, I think it was September 4th of 2002, that's when I came to London. <laughs> so I have been in I have been in the UK as long as you've been. You know, in Canada, which is really quite funny. Yes, neither, neither of us yeah. lost our accents. No. No, no, no. Although there are some things that you say that sound very Ontario. <laughs> no, it, it does. I'm from Vancouver. So yeah, I can, I can notice this a little bit of a difference, but yeah, no, it's just really funny that our stories cross in that way. So do tell us that story of how you first started and your first sort of trip to what is called cottage country in Ontario.
1: Yes, yeah, so at that time, I said I was, I was, I've a thriving little hypnotherapy practice and also a, a management training company. So I, I was perfectly happy in my yes, life.
0: Busy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and came across to Ontario to dual weddings. My brother was getting married about two hours north of Toronto. And then we were moving en masse. There were 12 of us in this traveling party from UK, we were moving to Detroit in Michigan to my niece's wedding. And there were oh wow! Car. Right. Okay. And my brother, love him, rented us a lakefront cabin, and he painted the picture of this idyllic cottage on a lake where we'd be able to swim every day, and twelve of us would have plenty of room. And it was so exciting, and I never thought I should have. I should have known better. It was my brother, after all. Right. <laughs> I should <have> known better <laughs> to, into it. Yeah. To ask a few more questions because I mean, this, this was nineteen. 97. So th- there was no web, I mean, there were websites, but he couldn't tell me it was on a website so I could go see it. He just said, Trust me, trust me, I should have known better. So we arrived at the appointed place, which we thought was the cottage, having driven up from the airport to find out it was a dock mm. with a boat waiting for us to take us across to what was a water access only cottage, which came with this little boat with a nine horsepower motor. And there we were with 12 of us, with all our luggage for two weeks. Unfortunately, we got ferried over there, and we arrived at this place, and I'm uh, having this deep pause, because sometimes I think about it, and I think, how did we ever live there for a week? Yeah, And it, 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 it hadn't been cleaned for at least six months. And, but there were already residents in there, uh, right. about a 100 mice. Oh my God. <laughs> And the place was full of droppings. It was, the screen doors were all ripped. So it was full of mosquitoes. It hadn't been cleaned. And it, it, was, it was pretty disgusting, but we are a very resilient family. So we took it upon ourselves to just to clean the place out, get yeah. rid of the mice. Forget. Plus you were
0: kind of stuck there, weren't
1: you? Like We were, we could take this little boat backwards and forwards. Right, okay. But not do much else. Yeah. And then there, there, was a, there was a holding tank and that was full. So Lovely. we had a little outhouse. So it, it, was, it was an interesting vacation, but we loved every minute of it. We just mm. absolutely loved it. The water was crystal clear and we swam at dawn and we sat around campfires at night. And the things that people do on vacation, you know, mm-hmm. you, we reconnected as a family. <laughs> and then on the very last night, my sister and I were sat out on a rock overlooking this, this sunset that I've never seen the like of before. And we were having sipping gin and tonic. And I looked back at this, this sort of ever so slightly leaning property. <laughs> and, and I just thought, hey, we could do this. <laughs> and I know my husband, if he'd heard me then, he would have just shaken his head in despair. Yeah. The moment I get one of these entrepreneurial ideas, he knows it's going to go somewhere. And I said, we could do this and we could do it a darn sight better. And six weeks ago, sorry, six weeks later, mm. I'd come back across the pond and bought our first property. Six and weeks? Six weeks after that. Wow. And, and that, was the, that was the origin story. It was the beginning of it all. And we, I built the company in UK and then started the property management company in Ontario, which then led to having us 180 properties that we had under management. And I sold that Company six weeks ago. Yes. And I am very delighted to be company free now. Property yeah. Management company free and able to concentrate on other things. But I, I, I started from the very beginning with direct booking because there was nothing else mm-hmm. at that time. You know, we had to get out there at the time as a, as a small property management company. There was no help. Nobody wanted to be of any help.
0: But what a brilliant niche. Oh, yes, What a brilliant idea to be in the UK and marketing to, you know, the, the British public, these idyllic holidays, but also putting that package together with the flight and, uh-huh. you know, because you knew better than anybody else that you need some help. <laughs> you need, well, to I, I, with, you know, bite only access and... <laughs> I needed
1: help because I became a tour operator overnight with absolutely no background in the travel industry whatsoever. Right. Yeah. But it worked. It worked. But I, that lasted for four years. And then before we moved out. Uh, and then you started
0: managing them.
1: Yes. On, on site, if you like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what happened? I'm curious about what happened when Airbnb exploded. If you're because you started with direct bookings, mm-hmm. when Airbnb came along, how did how did that affect your business? In fact, HomeAway came along first. Okay,
1: and HomeAway, Tripadvisor, and as I said, we started direct bookings because it was nothing else, mm-hmm. and we, we were hugely successful. And then HomeAway came along, and it was like this light bulb: "Wow, this is fantastic! We can put our properties on this." site and they're going to market them to this much wider audience. But at that time, when we started with HomeAway, we had access to our guests immediately. You put you put the properties on HomeAway, but the guests came directly to us. Right.
0: So it was you know, more of a listing site than an OTA.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then then TripAdvisor came along, Flip, Flipkey, in fact. Okay. For people who've been around a long time, there was a company called Flipkey they were the ones that started with the very first online reviews. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember that so clearly because these were unfiltered reviews. You could not go in and just pick the best one. Right. <laughs> you know, they, they were live. You had to publish them. And I remember the furore that broke out amongst property managers at that time. And we can't do that because people are going to say negative things. And right. it, 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 it had that it had that great outcome of getting property managers to really improve their standards, Mm -hmm. getting everybody to improve their standards because you couldn't hide anymore. So that was sort of the early 2004, maybe 2004 to about 2008. And Airbnb came along in 2000, 2000, really hit hit the general short-term rental market in probably about 2011, Mm -hmm. 2012. But it didn't hit Ontario until probably about five years ago. Really? Okay. It was very, very slow in getting into this into this market. And um I I was I, I honestly didn't think it would make it into our market because of we, we always prided ourselves on screening. That was that was our primary function for owners. You know, we will screen your guests, we will match them to the property. And then Airbnb came along and asked for online booking, instant booking. Mm-hmm. And we lost that opportunity. And I honestly didn't think it would last, but it obviously, it, it, obviously it has tentacles reached out. And, and it was like this octopus, you know, yeah. reaching out into every part of, of our world where it where it is firmly, very firmly now. So we went from direct booking, we went through HomeAway, we never listed on Airbnb. Okay. And when I sold the company six weeks ago, we were 95% direct book. Yeah. And I know that the new owners are actively putting every property back onto Airbnb and So I'm very interested to see how- Are they really? Yeah, very interested to see how that pans out. But it's a, we we've been bought out by a, a very young group of investors, and they've grown up with Airbnb.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a different mindset, isn't it? Yes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't see that coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm I'm really interested. I'm, I mean, I'm still involved in the company because we're in a transitionary period. So, I'm seeing you know I, I go I still go out and look for new properties and do that owner acquisition function. Mm-hmm. And I see them, you know them being listed on Airbnb, and some of them are large properties. So we'll still we'll see. We'll see how it it pans out. Mm-hmm. but I, I I think the the direct booking, Part of the company will because we've got a very very strong brand. Brand that direct direct booking part is going to stay very significant for a long time.
0: And I would think your your return guest is very high. Yeah, probably. I think when we when we sold, it was around about fifty
1: five percent. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because cottage country, those type of holidays are the holidays where you have every summer. You know, you go to it's, the same place and. It's
1: a rite of passage as well for for anybody coming into Ontario. You know, you Canadians, you have got to go to a cottage. That's what you do in the summer.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's the same on the West Coast, just a little bit different. We don't have that sort of cottage country. We just have that whole coastline and all the many. Yes. But it's the same thing. I'm going to Canada next week and I can't wait for my daughter to experience a summer in Canada, we're there for five weeks. Oh wow. And my godparents have a place on Gambier Island, which is by boat only, private mm-hmm. boat, no ferries, no cars. But then we've got friends on Bowen Island and and my uncle's on Pender Island. So to experience that is it is a rite of passage, definitely. Yeah. And to see it. And if you grow up in in England, it's not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, she's still in school and it's, you know, the end of July, so it's it's a different life, that's for sure. So the company is sold now and you're still doing a bit of work with them, but what is going to be your focus now? Well, my focus has now moved
1: to you know, some something that we've had in in the works for a long time. You know, I've got a, a background in in management training. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing before I fell into travel and tourism and also working with my son who is also he's a a certified adult educator as well as as well as being a firefighter
0: oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) this multi-disciplined you know aspect of your life is sort of runs in your whole family does it well,
1: it's that, it's that entrepreneurial thing. Let's, yeah. have, let's have lots of strings to the bow. Mm-hmm. So Mike, Mike's been doing training for, for his fire department, and, but also he does the, the background of our uh, vacation rental training company, mm-hmm. which is called Vacation Rental Formula. And we produce short courses on all aspects of the short-term rental industry, you know, drawing on my 25 years in the industry and you know, pulling out all aspects of it because we've we've done the direct booking, we've been through the we've been through the OTA period and out yeah. the other side. Yeah. So we're we're in the process. I'm working with the, with Jodie Bourne, who yes. I know is another one of your speakers at the summit. Yeah. And she is just a terrific marketer. And she and I are putting together a course at the moment called the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. And, and it's to help small managers or those who had just got one or two, three properties build into bigger property management companies and do it the right way. Because when I, when I started out, there was nothing, no help, no networking. Nobody wanted to give up their so-called secrets yeah and, and help out a newbie. Uh, now there is so much help out there, but it's fragmented. And we, also, we want yep. to bring it together in one piece. So so that's what I'm doing now is working on the vacation rental formula business school.
0: I think it's it's gonna be brilliant. I know I've talked a bit to Jody about it as well. And I think combining that operations with the marketing side yeah. is is gonna be a real winner, basically, because it's yeah, it's taking everything, like you said, and putting putting it together.
1: Yes. And I it's what I wish I'd had, you know, something comprehensive that I could, I could just work through or pick out things like, well, how do you get a new owner? You know, how, how do you get into the marketplace when there's lots of other property managers out there wanting to do the same thing? How do you differentiate yourself, be unique? And then with, with Jody's help with the branding and you know, how to get out there and, and market yourself. We, we, yeah, we do think we've got the, the right formula here.
0: Yes, yes, aptly named as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so, when is that going to be launching? We we will launch officially the full
1: course in October, oh, um, but late August we'll be launching the beta, yeah, the beta course and looking for about twelve uh, hardy souls who would like to join us and go through the course and and give us a good feedback on it.
0: Yeah, it sounds good. That sounds good, and then. Also, coming up in September is the summit, the Direct Booking Success mm-hmm. Summit. Our second year, it's exciting, very exciting, yeah. and in fact, so
1: interesting that I'm staying at a at, and I'll call it an Airbnb because mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a beautiful little property, and the owners started to rent it last year and knew nothing else but Airbnb, so they didn't have they they really don't know anything about any of the other OTAs and had no idea about that you could do it direct. Right, yeah. So I will call it an Airbnb because that's exactly it. And they've, they've done really well, you know, for a year. And it, it's, it's a great spot. They're fabulous hosts. They're super hosts. If, if that means a great deal now, and I'm not yeah. sure I'm sure that's <laughs> going to come up at some point. But we were talking to them yesterday and, and they said two weeks ago, Airbnb shut them down overnight. Just pulled their listing. Pulled their listing because of a complaint from a guest and they would not tell them what that complaint was. Oh, I've heard this story before from others. Ex- yeah. Except they said it was a violation of privacy. Now, oh. this this couple is just the the best hosts ever. You know, we arrived and we were greeted and we were shown to the shown to this little annex, which is next door to their own property. And they've been very discreet. We haven't seen them. We get text messages that say, you know, anything we could do. And they brought us extra fans yesterday, bought us a parasol for outside. It was, you know, that they could not be better hosts. So you can imagine this devastation to them. Mm-hmm. When out of the blue, they were just told they were shut down. A, a week and a half later, their listing went back up again. Wow. With but no communication. No. No. And th- they they do know that it, this happened after a family came and they said that the worst guests ever. Right. Small family and they, they did various bits of damage and were noisy and... But they, they said they took it in their stride. Host said she thinks maybe she she came and knocked on the door one day to ask them if they needed anything. And I'm not sure if it was after a bad weather or something. Mm-hmm. So she thinks that may have been the trigger for the... But you don't know what guests are going to go and say. So to me, and, and I'm just writing a newsletter actually to go out with my podcast today, and it's it, it's called A Cautionary Tale, and it's about not putting all your eggs in one basket. Yes. And that is my, that you know, that's my number one why. Yeah. You know, Airbnb are not just shutting these people down. They're shutting hosts down every single day and not giving the reason.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And sometimes it's through issues with their system, and other times it's because a guest may have said something somebody felt slighted in some way and they've gone to Airbnb and said, you know, I don't like the way I was treated by these hosts. Yeah. And I I find this the the best reason ever (laughs) to to start trying direct booking.
0: I would love to know about your hosts right now. What do your hosts think when you turn up? Obviously... (laughs) Here's like the queen of Book Direct coming to this Airbnb, and they tell you their story. Did they have any idea, or you did you then divulge your experience? And well, we had we had been chatting about
1: the fact that we'd had a property management company, okay, and you know we've been managing 180 properties, so we've sort of sharing some some you know as you do guest nightmare stories.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: (laughs) and. And then my, my husband, who I, I, I tend to keep fairly quiet about any of my other activities, but Phil is is, is more into, yeah, um, you know, my wife write, writes books and she does presentations. And yeah. He's very proud of me and I love that. So I think they might have Googled my name. Right. I, I Googled my name this morning. I thought, oh, gosh, yes, I'm out there a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she did... Yeah, you know, my host did say yesterday, she said, so am I doing this right? And I said, oh my gosh, you are doing it so 100% right. Yeah.
0: But are they now looking at other avenues? For well, I've got two more days here. I'm okay. To okay, start
1: nudging them in the right direction and nudging them at your direct Booking success summit.
0: Yeah, definitely. That is a good place to start. A really good place to start. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so what is another one of the the tips? Yeah, the other why is that you have control. Yeah, you have control
1: over everything when you direct book. You can have, you have control over who you have in your property, and I think that is that that was always the underpinning principle of our property management company. And that's why we got so many owners come to us, because we could say, we don't allow inst- nobody instant books. We know we've talked to everybody um, yeah. and we've, we've sussed you out, you know, <laughs> we've checked you out and made sure that you're the right fit yes. for our properties. And, and I know that, that with the OTAs and with instant booking, you know, I'm, it, it it goes well most of the time. Mm-hmm. But you can't have a sum of the time no. when it goes wrong. Yeah. If you can control that, you know, in a little bit more depth is that control and what you are gaining by going through that effort of of becoming more book direct focused.
0: Brilliant. So what are you looking forward to hearing about at the summit or experiencing? It is online and I know we're back to face to face and I'm sure you're traveling this, this autumn with all the different conferences, but is there anything in specifically that you're looking forward to? I always look forward to
1: new information and there always is new information in every conference, every every summit. I'm actually not traveling as as much now travel is difficult travel is is arduous these days we we sat at the airport in toronto the other day and said you know travel used to be glamorous yes yeah <laughs> and it's not anymore so i'm very glad that you're still continuing the a, a virtual option mm. because not anybody, not everybody can spend what you have to
0: pay for now. Well, that's for. it. It's the budget. It's the time away from family and your business. Yes, you know. go the day of, of yeah. yeah, and the fact of getting dressed.
1: Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the networking. The the networking is wonderful. Yes, and to actually get together face to face with people that you haven't seen for quite a while is fantastic. But I can I can hold that to once a year, if yeah. that. So so I'm. And the reason I go to these things, whether it's virtual or, or, or face-to-face, it's because there is always something new to, mm-hmm. you know, to learn from, from other people. You know, even from people who've been around a long time there, things change. Things change overnight. And, and it's one of the beauties of this business, which is, I love it. It's never stay static. Yeah, it's true. I, I was reading a report from Air DNA. This morning, about so it was very focused on the U.S. and it's saying something that we we we've known for the last six months or so that 2022 is not 20 and 21. Yeah, it is really. You can just push those two years out of the window and just say 2022 is the next year after 2019 for this industry. Yeah, because there's still an upward trajectory, but it's just that natural trajectory. That should have gone from 2019 to 2020. So those outliers don't count, and there's a lot more. There's a lot more properties out there on the market now.
0: Definitely, and we're also all mentally in a different space from what's going yes. on in the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and you've got to see them as outliers and
1: not something that can be continued. So it's just so important, you know, to keep abreast with what's going on and to keep keep working at it yeah there's never something that you can just say okay i've got this property i'm going to put it online and and let it sit there and you know <laughs> build it and they will come yes it doesn't work that way you've got to build it and work at it for them to come and and that's what i'm looking forward to is is hearing some new new stuff
0: yes brilliant well there will be new stuff that is definitely for sure So how I like to wrap up all of the podcast interviews is asking, what does direct booking success mean to you? Well, I think it's just, I mean, for me
1: as a a property management company before I sold, what direct booking success meant to me was repeat guests, was building just this wonderful community of guests and those repeat guests become marketing ambassadors which they can't do if they've come to you from because you can't remarket to them unless you've got their unless you capture their email addresses and i'm sure that's something that's going to be talked about at the summit as well you know when you have because i know jen you don't advocate advocate that when somebody starts up they go directly into direct booking because you've got to get your guests coming to you for this yeah. from the start. And that's where the OTAs actually do come in handy yeah. when you're starting out. Yeah. So you want to be able to remarket to them and you want to collect those email addresses. And once you've got them, you don't want them to go back to, yeah. to Airbnb. And that's what, that's what that success means to me. It's having those people work for me. You know, they're out there saying, I stayed at this fantastic place and then t- t- talk to my colleagues and my relatives and my friends and say, and here's their website, not go to Airbnb and it's yeah this listing.
0: Yeah. Now, that is that's gold, isn't it? Those repeat guests and those guests that become our ambassadors. Yeah. Definitely. Raving fans, that's what we want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. they can do the marketing for us. And they do. They, <laughs> they
1: do. do. I mean, we, we, we were finding... And we found every year, in fact, that we would have new guests coming that either stayed with us as a party, as a you know part of that group before, uh-huh. or they they'd heard about it. I heard about you from my work colleague. She stayed at your place. Yeah, or she stayed with your company, and that's the other thing is you you know if you've got a property management company, then they are sharing your brand. and that's what you want because they don't always have to go back to the same property.
0: Yeah, and when we look at marketing of no like, and trust, you know, if you've got someone who's giving you a reference and saying, look, I've stayed with these people, you know, you've just hit, you know, all of them out of the park. Yeah, yeah, it's a win-win. Thank you so much, Heather, for taking time out of your holiday to to talk to me. Can you tell people where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at
1: Th- vacation rental I think we're going to try for VRF.com. That would be really, really nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Well, the, <laughs> the website for the summit is directbookingsuccesssummit.com. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I should have made that a bit shorter, but <laughs> yeah. You can find me at uh,
1: vacationrentalformula.com. You can find me on, on Facebook Oh yes, my I have a Facebook group, the business of short-term rental and property management. It's a really thriving Facebook group. Great, yeah. And and I it's been going for I started it in in January, February 2020, because I was about to produce this, I was about to launch this course in 2020. Right, uh, but of course, COVID arrived and we abandoned it at that time. It wasn't going to work because people had things, other things on their mind. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I so I started the the Facebook group. Yeah, got it. And and so excited about that group that in the two and a half years it's going, we have never had a negative comment. Lovely. You know how Facebook groups go nasty yeah. after a while. There's nobody, a nobody ever does there, that. Yeah. This this is so supportive and helpful. So if you are, you know, if you if you're looking at really serious business and property management, then come and join us at the Facebook group.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Heather. Thank you so much for joining me. You're very welcome, Jen. I'm looking forward to the summit. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Direct Booking Success podcast. For more information about this episode and others, head to the website directbookingsuccess.com. See you next week.